Hello, my name is Cheryl G, and I would like to welcome you to the Emmaus of Bus podcast. This week, we'll continue part three of a series entitled The Source of Our Provision. So let's get started and begin this week's episode of Emmaus of Bus. This week's episode is entitled Go Up at Once, Part Two, Overcoming Shadows. We'll be reading from Numbers 14, verses 6 through 9. But first, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you that in Christ Jesus, we are new creatures. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, let a revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus propel us into our purpose of being ministers of reconciliation. Show us how to glorify you through the gifts and talents you have imparted to us. Teach us how to be good stewards over the portion that you have given to us to do for you and your kingdom. Lord, I humble myself right now. Only allow me to say what the Holy Spirit gives me to say to your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's read Numbers chapter 14 verses 6 through 9. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then we will bring, he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Joshua and Caleb told the rest of the Israelites that if God delights in them, the group will be able to possess the promised land. They said that the inhabitants of the land were now their bread and their defense had been removed from them. The word defense is interesting because it means shadow. Shadows can make objects appear larger than they really are. The Israelites, because of their unbelief, were stagnant in their thinking because they had not dealt with the shadow issue in their lives. You see, at this point in their history, they were between two points. They were between the shadows of their past and the shadows of their future. In their thinking, the Egyptians and the hardship that they experienced there in the past still loomed large to them. Also, the shadow of the giants before them was also looming large to them. So they could not move forward because they were enamored or awestruck by the shadows. Their problem was that they saw the Egyptians and the giants as being bigger than the God of their deliverance. What they did not realize is that for there to be a shadow, there must first be a light. Caleb and Joshua were telling them that the light or God's favor was beaming on them and not on their enemies. We know this to be true because in Joshua chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, 40 years later, when the two spies that Joshua sent reached Jericho and were hidden by Rahab, she tells the men that. She says, I know that the Lord had given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did 
to the two kings of the Amorites they, they, that were on the other side, Jordan, Sion, and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did they remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. So ironically, God had been casting the Israelites' shadow into the promised land since they reached the they crossed the Red Sea and when they uh, fought the Amorites with Moses, their exploits with the Lord had been broadcasting for over 40 years in the promised land. Praise God for that. What's sad is, though, that the first generation of Israelites never got to hear that account of them because of their unbelief. Provision and victory was before them, and all they had to do was walk into it, but they allowed their past and an incorrect opinion of themselves keep them out of what was theirs. This is why Caleb and Joshua rent their clothes in frustration. They were believers surrounded by unbelievers. They wanted to move forward in God, but they could not until all the unbelief died around them. I believe that there were two reasons why Jacob and Caleb were able to survive and see the promised land. First reason is that God promised them that they would. He tells Moses in Numbers 14 verse 24, for instance, that, um, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went and his seed shall possess it. So God promised that not only would Caleb possess the land, but also his seed or his children would too. Some of you must go forward, not just because of what is there for you, but also for the generation that is uh, going to follow you. Your decision or yes means that your seed also gets to possess what God has for them. It's not just about you and your inheritance, but also your children's inheritance. So Caleb got in because God stands by his word. So all Caleb had to do was believe the word and confess or rehearse what he said. This is the second reason he and Jacob were able to possess the land. They kept repeating the promise. Caleb's words of we are well able to overcome it sustained him until the promise manifest in his life. In fact, he possessed it when he believed it. It was his right there on the outskirts of the promised land. Therefore, when we pray, we should believe that we have already received what we are asking for. If we go even deeper, if Jesus died for it, it is already ours anyway. So we can just go in and take it. Don't ask God um, for stuff that he has already given to us in Christ Jesus. If you need healing, just take it as a free gift. I would encourage you to keep speaking what God has promised to you in his word. You have what you say. If you do not know what you are to say, ask God for wisdom. I know recently I was having a rough day and um, deadlines had to be met and I was tired and frustrated because I wanted to study and prepare for the podcast, but I was so tired that I just needed to go to sleep. Now that whole week, um, I'd been speaking what Caleb said about things. I was saying I was well able to overcome that. When I woke up, these words came to my lips. Trust God. 
So I've been repeating it. Trust God. Trust God. I trust God. The next night it happened again. But this time the words that came to my lips were the five expectations. So I've been combining it with the first and the last thing he told me. So trust God. I trust God and I'll defy expectations. Trust God, defy expectations. So read God's word and find out what he wants you to say to your situation. Be like Caleb and keep confessing that word. We should be as bold as Caleb because we're in Christ Jesus. He procured it all for us when he died and was raised from the dead and now is alive and seated at the right hand of God. This week, I would like to pray for those who are between two shadows and need a reminder that God is the light and the source of your provision. Pray these words with me. Heavenly Father, you are my source. I declare that you have not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. As Psalm 27 states, you are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You are the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Emmaus of Bus. If you would like to listen to other episodes of this podcast, you can visit the website EmmausofBus.com. Also be sure to get a copy of my new book entitled Emmaus of Bus, which is now available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I give God all the glory because I see it as his book. And I'm humbled that he took me along for the ride. Amen. So join me next week for part three of this series, The Source of Our Provision. You don't want to miss it because I believe it's going to bless you like it did me when God revealed it to me. And it's going to push you forward into the things that God has for you. Thank you again and have a blessed week.